0: Welcome to another edition of Talking Ball with the Czar. Memory hunt the Czar of the Playbook. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you're not, subscribe to our Football Game Plan Podcast on iTunes. You can also find everything on SoundCloud.com slash FBTB Podcast. And on YouTube, we're at YouTube.com slash Football Game Plan. Today, we have a special guest, Donovan Morgan, Arena Football League legend, Coming back to the game, but right now he's on this podcast. Donovan, how you doing, man?
1: Man, I'm blessed. You know, uh, I'm blessed, dog. I mean, everything has been going well for me and my family. It's, it's been a, a a great welcoming back for me. You know, uh, since I've said I'm returning to the game of arena football, and uh, you know, we've just been accepting it, man, and just you know, ready to go to Columbus, man, and do our thing.
0: Well, full, full disclosure for the fans out there, man. Me and Donovan go way, way back. <laughs> Both were, were were friends in New Orleans, college teammates, college roommates. Yeah. We go all the way back.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, I'm a, and look, I'm gonna tell your audience something too, man. Emory never let nobody touch his CDs, man. You know, he, he, he had this he had this you know this movie binder and shoe boxes full of CDs, man. And Emery never you had to ask him; it was like checking out a movie. And <laughs> hey,
0: we we not gonna tell the folks how how we built that empire of uh, CDs. I don't know if the statute of limitations is out yet, so we just gonna leave it at that. But I also should tell the people uh since we are on the subject of, of you know our history um how you right I'm looking at the I'm looking at your Wikipedia page and it it has it right here. You were nine and eighty five in Madden against me. So how do you plan to to rectify
1: that? man you know I I, I Back then, I thought I was nice and mad, man. I think I'm a little better now, but I'm still trash. It don't even matter, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all jokes aside, man, it's always great to catch up with you, and I'm glad you and your family are doing well. And you, you hung it up in, in 2016, man, and over 12,000 yards receiving 290 touchdowns. Why now, as far as your return? What led to you decide? you know what? I'm ready to come back.
1: Oh, uh, man, honestly – You know, that question has been asked a lot, and uh, my answer to that is, if the L.A. kids wouldn't have folded out, Donovan Morgan wouldn't have retired. You know, Um, it was one of those things to where I started, you know, so many relationships out in L.A., and, uh, you know, I found family out there, and I was there for three years, so it was one of those things to when I found out that it was going to be, that there wasn't going to no longer be an organization, uh, I just didn't want to start all over again. You know, Uh, even though I know I could have, and people would have welcomed me with open arms, but it was one of those things at that point in time, God set me down and say, hey, spend a little time with your family your little kids, uh, enjoy them uh, while you can. You know what I'm saying? And when you're ready to do it again, it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, me watching the games and getting that itch, Emory, uh, it was one of those things to where uh, I told my wife, I-, I asked for her blessing. I said, babe, you know, uh, would you mind if I went back to go play again? She said, "If that's," she said, "Babe, I know that's what makes you really happy." She said, and I, I can just tell when you're watching it. She said, "I want you to be really happy. Go do it." And once she said that, it was over with.
0: You, you know what's funny, man? Because I'm glad you brought that up. Because when you, whether you leave it on your own terms or whether, let's say, you were forced out by injury or whatever the case may be, how you exit football, there's a time period where it doesn't leave you because you can't get that level of competition or expound that energy and nothing else you do so what was it for you to, that that made you feel like you know what man i can't i is no no matter what i'm doing i could never get back that feeling unless i get back in it
1: so so it was it's a funny story you know i was um actually selling cars man at this dealership out here in katie right mm-hmm. and uh you know, it was it was a Saturday. It was a rough Saturday, you know, and I was good at what I was doing because I'm very competitive. And um, it was one Saturday, man, I had a few customers in front of me, you know, spent hours with them and didn't get anything done, you know. I um, uh, kind of left early that day, you know, was just feeling down, you know. Uh, as an athlete, you know, you have so much passion and so much uh, enthusiasm in what you do that you take everything serious, you know. Uh, and a funny story, man, that the owner called me in his office and the owner told me, he was like, Donovan, you know, I don't think, you know, selling cars is, is meant for you. He was like, you have too much passion for this. Uh, uh, you have too much emotion for this job. You know, you can't have the emotion you have uh, dealing with the people that's going to be in front of you. And, you know, once he set me down and he told me that and, and, and basically fired me, uh, it was one of those things to where it clicked to me and said, Donovan, he 1000% correct. I, I'm not meant to be here. You know, this is not where my heart is. This is not where my passion is. And my drive and my work effort stems and me playing football and me going out there and trying to dominate every chance I get. And once that happened, I Emory, mean, it, 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 again, it was over with for me, man. I had to really wake up and say, Donovan, you've been trying to find things to uh, 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 basically <clears throat> find things that that felt like football. And there's nothing that can compare to it whatsoever. I don't care if you go play basketball in the gym with your friends, go play seven on seven outside. That, that competition is not the same when you strap those pads on the front 18, 20 20,000
0: people. Now, you're absolutely right, man. And one thing I love about what your, your whole story is, like, you were always one of those guys that were, were self-motivated. And, and it ties right into what you got going on, your I don't need your motivation, I-D-N-Y-M. And I've been following you, building this brand for for quite some time. And and it's become so much so, it's become a following of, of yours. And people are now starting to buy into it. And, and you're starting to inspire many other people uh, right there as well. Can you explain to the folks out there? What where did that come from? And what does it simply said? I don't need your motivation. What does that
1: mean? So, you know, quick story of me and you you've been on me for a long time You know my family, you know, everybody uh, When I was seven years old man, uh, I told my mother my family period that I'm gonna make it to the NFL You know my mother and I was scrawny little small kid my mother and my brother and everybody was like, man, go sit down. You're not making it to no NFL. Be quiet. Go sit down. Get out of here. You'll never make it, right? Right. At that point, you know, something, God already had a plan in my life. I just had to execute everything he put in front of me, you know. And uh, once he executed everything that was put in front of me, man, I went to high school. I played a year and a half of high school football. One full year of my senior year and then half a year of my junior year. My mother didn't want me to play my senior year. She tried to pull me out. Uh, I snuck and kept continuing to play. Eventually, she started coming to games and seeing that her scrawny son can really play this game. Uh, went to Lafayette. You know, this is around the time my brother was murdered when I was 17 before my senior year in high school. Uh, so there was so much that was going on in my life when I went to Louisiana Lafayette. I wasn't focused on grades. Uh, uh, fell out of Louisiana Lafayette and went to Pearl River Community College. Played in Pearl River Community College, and I dominated out there. I got uh, picked up by the New York Jets um and 2003 and uh cuz they had the little supplemental draft but I got picked up from a free agent from there from that day forward Emory my mother always apologized to me for telling me what I couldn't and could not do uh I already had this doing in my mind that I don't care what nobody tell me or what nobody say about me I'm going to do what I set my mind to Philippians 4:13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me so therefore when I tell people I don't need your motivation It's not me being, you know, mean or me being, you know, arrogant. No, it's just simply saying I'm self-motivated. It's in my DNA. You know what I'm saying? It's already in me. I don't need no one to push me to tell me that, oh, Donovan, you can do this. Oh, Donovan, man, you can't do that. No one's going to put their limitations on me, you know, because I would never put my limitations on nobody because I have no limitations. So therefore, when you hear IDNYM, it's simply saying, man, you already have it in you find what it is it's not motivation you need it's something else that you're looking for but you're using that word because so many people say i can motivate you i can motivate you but yet and still those people want to have that praise when you do become successful and say man i had them do that i had them do no i did everything on my own with the strength of god you know so therefore man when idea is my baby i love it and i'm going to continue to fight for my brand and continue to let people know that you can do anything you set your mind to. You just can't give up. I don't care how many times you fail. You keep sticking with that problem till you figure out a way to solve it. And that's all it is, huh?
0: I'm glad you brought up New Orleans because here's the thing too, about everything that you just said. I, I know everybody can pull from wherever they're from, and and say, you know, this area was this, this area was that. It helped made me who I am, but. Seeing that we're both from New Orleans, we kind of only know that way. Yes. And and that that city, for some reason, I mean, you saw it, and I and now I can, you know, as I'm older, I'm I'm like, man, Coach Baldwin really looked out for a lot of us, right? Yes. And yes. so getting out of that area, getting out of that city, you know, was a great thing. But what it also did was prepare you for the long yes, haul, Lord. which is called life. Yes, Lord. How yes, Lord. has New Orleans and, and just the, the mindset of those that, I mean, we used to compete every day, all day, every day. How how has, how had that city kind of helped develop you into the person that you are considering what you went through? Man, uh,
1: you know, I tell my wife and my kids the same thing. And I tell my kids, now, I say, you know, if y'all were growing up in the city I grew up in, I don't think y'all would make it, you know, and I, I, I'm i not putting no limitations on them. It's just basically, It's a different era now, you know, but when we were coming up, man, we had to fight and we had to struggle for everything we had. And I know, like you said, there's a lot of people who can say that from a lot of cities in this world. But at the end of the day, New Orleans taught me how to be tough, how to have thick skin, how to not allow people's opinions to really mess with how your life goes, you know, how... to to, to let someone say, you know what, this is this, this is that, and you fall for it and say, okay, yeah, that's what it is. I'm I'm done. No. It made you say, you know what, I'm going to get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? I love my city to death, Emory. I love it to death, but I'm so blessed and I'm so happy that I'm not in that city no more. It taught me what it had to teach me back then, and now I'm in a position to be able to teach my kids different things from New Orleans, but just out here in Houston. That's the only difference. So um new Orleans has helped me tremendously man uh again we we used to always rib each other i don't know you know if the people know what ribbon is but you know you, you talk about
0: it, ribbon talking about clowning
1: everything you know we talking about people we we going in depth of, it, of mama daddy everybody you know <laughs> dead alive it didn't matter and you had to really withstand that punishment you know and it really <laughs> it toughened you up man because if you were soft I, you were soft, man. I don't think you and I would be on this phone right now, you know? Uh, but it's one of those things, man, where it, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time, but I'm grateful for the blessing that he was able to give me.
0: Now let's go on to the field, right? Because that's what we're here for. But when you look at your your career so far, and it's good that you're coming back because watching you work out consistently, I mean, you are in fantastic shape. And it's funny because we're, we're both the same age, right? So yes. I, I remember we were watching jerry rice at our age and like man he kind of old but then didn't, didn't realize the work he probably was putting in to to be in that position <laughs> to keep, continue to play and now you are uh essentially doing the same thing when you look on the field so you're going to be the veteran and you've been the veteran let's say the last couple uh seasons you've been yes. in the league so and and since we're doing this podcast around uh nfl draft time fresh off the hills of the you know the combine these rookies coming in what advice would you give, the, you know, the veteran Donovan Morgan, what advice would you give these young cats coming up in the game as they embark on their professional
1: journey? Man, don't give up. And when I say don't give up, meaning don't ever think that another league is below you because I played in Arena 2 football. I, I, I had an amazing season. I was making $200 a week in Arena 2 football, right, mm-hmm. once I got released from the Jets, making $200 a week, playing Arena 2 football in the Tulsa Talons. Uh, I did what I had to do on the field. Like they say, in order for you to get to the next level, you have to dominate where you're at. I dominated where I was at. I got a full contract with the Houston Texans. And at that point, I had teams fighting over me to say, I want to sign down a because I put up 57 touchdowns that year with almost 2,000 yards. So my thing to those kids, to those young guys, if you don't get that opportunity in the NFL off your first rip, your second rip, your third rip, your fourth rip, continue to fight find other outlets other leagues that would allow you to get some film that would allow you to showcase your talent so you can show everybody where you belong but for you to do that you have to dominate and when i say dominate you have to separate yourself but not stand in a crowd but be humble at the same time and take it with a grain of salt and know that it's gonna get better as long as you keep working you cannot stop working you have to continue to grind I don't care how many bumps and bruises you get, how many bridges you have to cross. You continue to cross that if that's your passion and if that's something that you really, really want to do. And if not, then you can find whatever else it is that you need to do and and fight for that as well.
0: It sounds like the game of football really has taught you a lot, man. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned from playing this game?
1: The biggest lesson I learned was with a coach named Coach Mike Hornsey. In Chicago, he was with. He was the head coach of the Chicago Rush. He called me in, and and we had. He he signed me to a contract. We we went in camp. He put me uh, fourth on the depth chart. You know, knowing what I just did, he put me fourth on the depth chart. And I'm like, what what is going on here? What are you doing? He what he basically was doing. He was trying to pull that negativity out of me to show me that if I worked for what I wanted. I will be rewarded for that. After that, he put me behind the number one receiver in the league and Damian Harrell and said, now you have to compete against Damian to try to make this team. And I'm like, there's no way I can do this. Like, this man is the man. Like, when you speak about arena football wide receivers, Damian Harrell is the one that pops in your head, you know. After all that said and done, Emory, the, the, he said, look, camp is over with. If you get a phone call, just bring your playbook. You know, we'll send you on your way. I got that phone call. And I'm like, what is going on? I thought I had an amazing camp. He called me into the office, Emory, and he said, Donovan, I wanna let you know, you're gonna be my starting H. Man, listen, that brought so many tears to my eyes. It, 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 it made me feel like I worked for this. It wasn't given to me. It wasn't handed to me. It wasn't, you know, oh, I like you, let me just give it. No, I really, really worked for that. And that man broke me down to tears. He started to cry you know but it was one of those that he taught me that i need to be humble in every facet of life because if you're not humble god will knock you down from that and take everything away from you and that man he taught me a lot when it came to football and i'm very 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 appreciative of mike honson very
0: man it, man talk about really breaking you down and building you back up man that set you on a trajectory to where you went on to to shatter so many different records and also get another opportunity in the nfl now you look at the position and and nowadays here's going back to the new orleans i know everybody had their own thing in 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 their respective city but i kind of feel like in new orleans the the uh the rough around the edges part of how we grew up and played the game Mm-hmm. It kind of forced you to be versatile. You played outside. You played inside. You play a little bit of everything. You know how to catch and cover. That's two yes. things you learned <laughs> yes. in, in, in New Orleans. So when you look at the position now, I think you're able to play anywhere, uh, you know, uh, across the formation. You could be an outside receiver. You could be a slot receiver. You could be a, a pseudo uh, tight a line receiver, almost like a tight end kind of guy. But when you look at the position now and having played it since 2004 uh, professionally, what has changed about the receiver position, if anything? And what would you look for in a receiver if you were scouting a position?
1: Well, you know, it, it, back then where we were growing up, you know, we had the bigger receivers. We had the Herman Moores and all those guys. You know, we had big, tall guys, man. You know, now you got the smaller receivers. who who They're looking for the slot guys. You know, they're looking for the guys who are speedy, who can, you know, beat the man-to-man coverage, beat the linebacker across the middle, cross his face, and get up out of there. Uh, me, personally, I'm still a – I still love the big receivers, you know, because you find you're a big receiver who who can run, who can block, who can catch, and who also can play anywhere you line him up. That That's what I look for in a receiver. And I just look for that guy who pays attention to everything, that guy who just doesn't pay attention to his position, that guy that pays attention to everybody's position. So when you call out a play, he not only knows what he have, he knows what everybody around him have. That's what make a great receiver because now he knows, okay, I can run it at this depth. And get it here because I have a dig behind me. I have a post behind me. Or I have a curl in front of me. You know, those receivers that's able to manipulate the game and say, you know what, I, I know what everybody is doing, so I'm comfortable at any position. That's what I look for in a receiver, man. You know, just willing to learn. Will it never, never say to yourself, oh, I know enough. Because at this age, even where I'm at, I don't know enough. I'm still willing to learn. And that's what I love about receivers that's like that, that's still wanting to learn, even though they played this game for a long time.
0: And you talk about a long time, playing a game for a long time. Obviously, you've built an impressive legacy. After it's all said and done, when you're 52 years old and you finally hang up the cleats, because the way you are in shape, man, I don't think you're going to retire in <laughs> time, school. So when you, when you decide to hang them up, what would, you, what would you think, what would you like your football legacy to be?
1: Man, you know, my football legacy, I really want it to be, man. You know, anybody who played with me, I want them to be able to say, you know, Donovan gave it his all. Not only did Donovan give it his all, Donovan gave us his all, meaning he gave us every piece of knowledge that he had to make us better because my mindset is a leader cannot just make himself better. A leader has to make himself better and the people around him, you know. So I want people to understand that I, when I say I give my all, meaning I give whoever I'm with everything I have, you know. Uh, I always tell my receivers, if, it, if there's something that I have and it's meant for you to have, You're going to get it regardless if I show you how to do it or if not, if it's meant for you. But I just want my legacy to be like, man, you know, he was a great athlete. He worked hard. He was very humble. And he was a young man that taught kids that was underneath him everything he knew for them to to allow themselves to be better and great as a wide receiver as well.
0: Got the Columbus Destroyers coming back into the arena football league. What receiver, what version of Donovan Morgan are they getting in? What can the fans expect once you get out there and hit the field? Uh,
1: Honestly, you know, people say, oh, he took two years off. What is he going to be like? I'm better than that guy that was two years ago. I'm better than that guy that was five years ago, you know, because my mindset is so much different now. You know, my mindset is not even about stats no more. My mindset is not about that. My mindset is about winning a championship, helping these guys around me learn this game even more to put them in a position to where, where I am done they can continue to move on with their legacy as well. So the player that they're going to get, the player that they're going to get is a player that that is very uh, uh, mamba mentality, man. And 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 I'm, I'm I'm going in, destroying everything that's in front of me. I'm going in. There's no friends. There's no there's no none of that. I'm not competing with no other DB. I'm not competing with no receiver. I'm competing with myself. I look in the mirror and I say, you're the only one that I'm competing with. And as long as I feel like that, and as long as I continue to push. The way that I've been pushing, I promise you, it's going to be a dominant season this year. No ifs, ands, buts about it.
0: Man, you got me sold, man. I, listen, I already know because I know the person. I know the work ethic. I know the talent. I know you're about to go out there and do what you've always done uh, since you put on cleats, shoulder pads, and the helmet, and that's go out there and ball out, man. Listen, it's been great to catch up with you, Donovan. It's been outstanding, man. I love you, man. I love your family. Glad to see you got you know your son growing up um another future wide receiver uh hopefully his his madden game when he started playing like madden 2030 he, he was like <laughs> but it's good to, it's good to chat with you man good to talk shop man and and we wish you the best of luck bro
1: Hey, man, look, I love you too, E. Love you, fam. Tell mama, say hi, man. And I wish you but success in your adventures on with uh, FBGP, man, and continue to just do it. Uh, you know, I, you, you're great, man. You, you've you been a hard studier. You've been someone who studied this game of football so long, man. And trust me, your time is coming, E, where you're going to be on top, my G. So keep going and keep working, man. And I appreciate you having me on the show, my man.